A lawsuit filed over how a Tulsa school board handled the superintendent's resignation, proposed legislation for water issues in the state, and the state and two tribes reach compact agreements. I'm Deborah Ashar with the KGOU PM News Brief for Tuesday, January 23rd. Two Tulsa Public Schools board members have filed a lawsuit against their colleagues. Oklahoma Public Media Exchange's Max Bryan reports the suit alleges illegal meetings took place to discuss high-level resignations and appointments. School board members Dr. Janetta Marshall and Alina Ashley, along with plaintiff Aaron Griffith, specifically accused school board president Stacy Woolley of meeting with former superintendent Dr. Deborah Gist about her resignation and the appointment of current superintendent Dr. Ebony Johnson outside the requirements of a public meeting. The suit further accuses Woolley of bringing up topics not listed on a meeting agenda in a December 11th executive session, which Marshall alluded to when they returned to the dais. This board, while in executive session, violated the executive session rules and had a discussion, several discussions on item, one item which we were already warned by the attorney could not be discussed. In response, Woolley accused Marshall of bringing up unrelated topics to try to force a meeting violation from other board members. Gist resigned after threats from the state to lower the district's accreditation and possibly remove local control. Johnson was appointed as interim and eventually as permanent superintendent of the district. Here in Tulsa, I'm Max Bryan. An Oklahoma woman with a non-viable pregnancy was told by an Oklahoma City hospital last year to wait in the parking lot until her condition was severe enough to qualify for an abortion under state bans. State Impact's Jillian Taylor reports the Biden administration says the hospital did not violate federal law. 26-year-old J.C. Statton filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services under a federal law ensuring access to emergency care. In it, she says Oklahoma doctors told her she had a partial molar pregnancy, which could result in hemorrhaging, infections, and even death. President Biden said weeks before Roe v. Wade was overturned that, under federal law, hospitals must provide abortion services in emergencies, regardless of state bans. But Staten's complaint was denied by his administration in October and made public last week by the Center for Reproductive Rights, which represents Staten. It did not disclose why it waited months to share this decision. Abortion is virtually illegal in Oklahoma, with exceptions for preserving a woman's life. For State Impact, I'm Jillian Taylor. The state of Oklahoma and the Chickasaw Nation have reached an agreement on tobacco and vehicle tags. As Oklahoma Public Media Exchange's Ben Abrams reports, the compact is a significant deal for the governor and the tribe. As reported by the Oklahoman newspaper, Governor Kevin Stitt and Chickasaw Governor Bill Anatubby entered into a compact that would split tobacco tax revenue and recognize tribal license plates until 2034. This is the longest-term agreement Governor Stitt has made with any of Oklahoma's tribes. He previously opposed the legislature making tribal compacts, saying only the governor's office could strike agreements. The tobacco compact is set to automatically renew after 2034 unless either party out. Oklahoma Senate pro tem Greg Treat praised the deal, calling it a, quote, major win. In Tulsa, I'm Ben Abrams. The state also reached an agreement on a tobacco compact with the Apache tribe. State lawmakers are thinking about several water issues in the state, ranging from stream conservation to groundwater management. 
Grayson Wheeler with the Oklahoma Public Media Exchange has details on two water bills that could come before the state legislature this session. Spring Creek in northeastern Oklahoma is just 35 miles long, but it passes by dozens of poultry farms. Residents of the watershed have called for more notice and more public involvement in the approval process for new chicken feeding operations in the area. They say those facilities are affecting water quality. Republican Tom Woods authored Senate Bill 1398, which would create an advisory group to develop a watershed management plan for Spring Creek. On the other side of the state, Oklahomans face issues with water availability. Brent Howard, a Republican from Altus, authored Senate Bill 1341. Amidst rising concerns about Oklahoma's underground water stores, the bill would allow the Oklahoma Water Resources Board to meter existing wells or to stop issuing new well permits within well-studied aquifers in danger of running dry. In Oklahoma City, I'm Grayson Wheeler. You can find more Oklahoma news on our website, kgou.org, and on the KGOU AM News Brief podcast. I'm Deborah Shar. This new year, LifeKit wants to help you succeed because everyone needs a little help being human. It can seem so overwhelming. You're not alone. Who can I commit to being? If you want to do something, then just do it. Just take that first step. Great advice every week. Listen to Life Kit from NPR.